Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We in? We talking? We're, we're talking. Can, can you hear my voice? I can hear you loud and clear. Can oh, you hear me? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> hey, oh, am I sitting in the right spot? What do I oh, do? You're looking, oh, you're looking so good. <laughs> Bro, thank you. So good. Juice, we had a, I had a hard time coming here this morning. But um tell tell me about it. You you all are getting a lot of rain? Oh mate, we're getting so much rain, it's insane. We got um like all night last night down in Sydney, the whole place is just uh it's uh it's not normal, Shawnee. It is not normal. So so what do you think it is? Uh the the global warming, or is it just like once in a 10-year storm or what's going on? Well, you know what? You know, they're saying it could be global warming. I've seen, uh, in my opinion, it's um, it could be partly cl um, climate, uh, you know, climate warming or um, all that stuff. But, um, you know, it's not the first time. You know, I've been through a few La Ninas over the years and uh, I haven't seen it before. But, but they're saying it's getting a little bit more regular. But this has been the worst one for that I can remember, though. A absolutely. Well, you're shopping. It's messing with the, hey, Shawnee, it's messing with the surf down here in good old Newey. Is it, is it brown? Shit, yeah. It is so brown. It's bull shark brown, brother. So so are, are you, is the runoff so bad you can't get in? Well, that's what happened this morning. I couldn't get in the roads. And I'm like, you know, one minute from the beach. And the uh, the road going over to Redhead to where I'm sitting right now, I had to do a detour and go up and around, down through Charlestown and Dudley and all that place just to come back down through the hill because we couldn't get across, across the creek, down at um down at Redhead and uh, yeah yeah it was just washing through big time. Well, let me let me first say, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak with me. Uh, and it's so, so, so good to see you in person. I mean, like on this video. And I'm, I'm so happy to, to just like be in your presence. So thank you. Well, shit, Shawnee, you know, we, we go way back. So, uh, you know, it's pretty awesome to finally actually do this. It's taken me, you know, I'm such not an IT dude, so. Uh, thanks for the coaching, bro. Thanks for the coaching. You, you pop right in. It, it, it worked out. Just slid right in. Yeah. Just, uh, just sat down. I, I don't know if you can see in the background. I'm just about Ooh. to do a board for the uh, WSL um, for the GLAN competition. Beautiful. And, um, yeah, I'm just about to start. It's a 6'6". Six, six, um, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, I just I just started it this morning, but um, um, you know, while I was waiting around, this, can't really see anything at the moment. So, this for the competition, Peter. Ah, here what a hassle! Hey, got you. Now, where were we? Oh, where were we? Yes, and and is this okay? Is this an okay time for you? Are you all right? Uh, there's it, no good time for me, man. <laughs> all right well this, this, this is as good as any okay yeah. well, well thank you so much then again for your time 
And you were saying, is this a board uh, to be used in GLAN or as a, like a, 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 um, a trophy? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like, it's an old retro one, like the uh, ones we had back in the day, single fin, and um, it's gonna be all camoed out. I can't wait to see it. And uh, yeah. I'll flick you some shots later. No, that would be epic. That'd be super epic. So okay. how you been going? Man, uh, yeah, really good. You know, I have three kids now, so they, they take up most of my time and uh, just trying to raise them right here at the, on the beach, raise them as surfers and uh, just, you know, like you, just just keep keep pounding, uh, selling people the, the art and, uh, and, and keep breathing every day and living. That's the name of the game. Dude, number one, I, I, I can't tell you how much love I have in my heart that that is hanging in your studio, man. Like, super deep. Well, I've been carrying that around for a while. Dude, that, that's literally like the first piece I ever made in my life. No shit. Yep, yep. And, and thousands later, you know, like, so yeah, we're, we're still doing it. And, uh, and yeah, so much, much respect. No, no probs. Um, so should we should we begin? May as well. What are we right. don't ask me too deep? Yeah, we, we won't get too deep. And um and uh um is there a hard stop time you need me to stick to here? Um I don't know, just just let it go and we'll just keep going. I'm still standing. All right, and you tell me if you got a split or run, okay. Yes, wait. All right, so uh, let me do my, my quick introduction here. All right, so here we go. Hello, this is Sean Rutkey. You're listening to Speaking From Water, episode 13. And I'm here with the legendary Peter McCabe from Newcastle, Australia. Peter is one of the most epic, legendary surfboard shaper surfers that we have with us on the earth today. And he is um, gracious enough to spend some time and, uh, and, and tell us a little bit about his knowledge regarding the aesthetic of water, how he operates with water, and how he shapes his sculptures to ride through water. So uh, without any further ado, Peter, thank you so much for, for being with us. And um, how are you? Yeah, thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. And, um... Let's keep this thing rolling before yes, I sir. fizzle it. So, so um, I want to I want to kind of turn back the clock a little bit. I want to go back to Newcastle in the in the day when you when you found this love for water. Tell me a little bit about how how you became a surfer in this world. Shit. Um, well, it's, it all started when when I moved up to Newcastle from. Uh, from Naruma when uh, my dad was a pilot down there. Then he moved up to uh, Nui. And then, um, and we had the, the, the house that we were in was the closest house to Nobby's Beach. You know, like was literally, you know, 30 second walk to the beach. And, um, in, and then right from there, 
I was probably eight at the time. And then uh, I met a couple of guys and then they were just starting to surf. So this was like, you know, 64, something like that. Big old boards. And the first, I can still remember the first time I even paddled out at Nobby's was the May school holidays. It was freezing cold. I was on this big old nine, eight Gordon Woods. And, um, you know, I just caught that one wave just in the white water and Sean, that's all she wrote. Haven't stopped since close to 60 years ago or maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. 60 years ago, nearly. And, um, yeah, haven't stopped since. And then that just took me, you know, just from, you know, almost from that day on, I just, uh, you know, I couldn't get enough of the surf. Let's put it that way. Much to the, uh, my parents' disdain, if you want to put it that way. But they ended up, they came around eventually. So your, your, your mom, I read, was doing some reading, uh, owned a sandwich shop. Yeah, that, that came quite a few years later. That was just down the road from us, from the house. Everything just revolved around the East End up there at Newey at that time. You know, it was a pretty special time to be uh, growing up and surfing as a kid. And, um, you know, there wasn't too much, too much action going on at that time. Just me, my brothers, pretty much just surfing those, you know, late 60s, early 70s, right through to, to now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so you, you've been at the same beach which is uh, an epic beach for those who might not know. Uh, Newcastle, Australia, is, it has all sorts of nooks and crannies. If the wind is going one way, you can go to an, a, a place offshore. And um, if the swell is coming one way, you can you could hit the swell directly. So the, the, the beach is extremely uh, favorable for surfing, um, all sorts of different breaks. Um, how, how, how has it been growing up in a place um, and seeing it over the years where the only thing I'm sure that's really changed so much is, are the boards. Oh, no, Sean, it's the whole, whole of Newcastle's changed dramatically over the last 50 years, you know, and especially in the last 10 to 15 years, it's just, it's just changed so much. It's, um, you know, it's all, it'd be almost unrecognizable since you were here. And, um, but, you know, that's, that's nearly everywhere in the whole world. You know, there's not too many places that are still the same, you know, as they were 40 or 50 years ago as they are today. So. What, what do you remember fondestly of the, of the surf culture in those times? Um, well, basically having it all to yourself for years and years on end, pretty much. And, um, you know, and then, then just everybody I've met through surfing and, and then the whole town of Newey, you know, it's been, um, I've had a pretty amazing surfing life through Newey, I have to say. You know, a couple of ups and downs here and there, but all good. So, so when did you know that you wanted to get into shaping? Like, how did that, how did that process start? Oh, that's... Um, well, me and my brother were just we were just mucking around at first, just shaping them in the backyard. But 
really, I didn't really get into it till I was, um, you know, I was just surfing and then I ended up um, going fixing dings for um, Sam Egan. And then, and it just progressed from there. And then, you know, the more you surf, the more you wanted to get a surfboard for yourself. And then, then and then, um, yeah, just, just ended up going. I remember Terry Fitzgerald telling me one time we were up, we were doing something, I was with Fitzy and he just said, Peter, you just got to go and shape your own boards, man. You know, there's nothing like having your own boards. You'll get what you want. And then, and then and I did that and then, you know, and it's like every shaper would know that, you know, their first board they ever made was like, fuck, this is the best board I've ever had. You know, wow, this is insane. But in reality, they were probably just heaps of shit. And um, that, that uh, you know, <laughs> but you just love them. Probably not unlike one of those first paintings of yours. So, uh, you know, they're just the best. And then, and then, and then as you get into it and then you just learn more and more about, you know, everything. And then, and as a surfer, you know, you go, fuck, I need this, I need that. You know, it's gotta be this. So, and, and at that stage, we are going through so many boards, you know, and then just for yourself, you know, I'd be just going, oh, one and oh shit, that's even shit. And then you'd be doing the next, go and do another one the next day till, you know. And, and it's, still, it's still pretty much, to, today you know you can still make yourself a whole bunch of you know pile of boards and then um you know there's but there's always going to be one or two boards that are just exceptional the other ones will go good you know but um and that's even with all the computer stuff today you still can't get you know two boards the same exactly there's always going to be one you know there's a magic one and we no one really knows for sure what it comes down to you know some of the best boards I've ever had, the fins have been all over the place, you know, nothing straight, you know, all sorts of stuff. And then, and um, they've just been like super magic boards. And then, you know, I've had a lot of boards, I have to say. <laughs> so t tell me about that, that first uh, moment when you're like, you got to shape your own board. You're, you're, you're thinking in your head, was it, what was it about the boards at the time that you, you said to yourself, I can do better than this when it came to your, your surfing? Like, like how did you know that you, you could do better? Um, that's a tricky one. I'm not sure. I don't have a real lot of patience. So, you know, I wasn't really into the aesthetics of stuff so much, but um, you know, it's, it's actually just working with a lot of other well, just hanging out with a lot of really good surfers like Jerry and everyone. And Jerry was, you know, instrumental in shaping a lot of boards for me. And, um, you know, just changing from, you know, everything was just changing so quick, you know, almost weekly, daily almost at, at one stage, you know, because you just go somewhere and then some, you know, another friend of mine would have a, body just shaped and i'm just going oh and it was going on real shit i gotta get something like that and you know then um you know I, i'd imagine it'd be like that with everybody all the shapers all the guys and then pretty much that's how i just kept going at it you know just kept going 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 you know i've never said i was there but, you know 
unreal. I just know what I like. And and the hardest part with us, so there's a difference shaping. Everything I do is custom, and it's really hard to not push what I like. You know, everybody hates pretty much, or or the opposite. You know, people come in on. You know, and that's always been the case. You know, shaping boards. Not, you know, I've gone from just doing heaps and heaps of stuff now, and just purely boutique, dude, purely boutique. And um, yeah, that's just how it is, bro. Well, that that's the thing. You you are a a true artist in the sense that you're you're there creating sculptures, and if people like it, they love it, or if they don't like it, well peace out you know like like your your art is is the the the, the pinnacle uh, of it so um you know if they want something factory made they can go down the road right absolutely and there's a lot of surf shops uh, all around well I, I know i was extremely lucky to, to find you through our, our mutual friend uh double d in 2001 um you, uh, you you made me these gems of sculptures right here. So um, I'm, I'm very- Oh, wow, you still got those? Oh, bro, I, I, I treat them like, uh, you know, the, the gold they are. So uh, they, they draw very much radiance of inspiration. So like, like you know, these, these sculptures, they're very particular, you know, they have a, a, a degree of, um, the waves that need to be ridden with these boards are like the, the most epic waves. And, and you are known as Mr. G-Land. You, you famously went to um, G-Land and discovered it with, with Jerry Lopez. Um, before we, we kind of maybe dabble in, in what that is like going there, um, what got you to say to yourself, I need to get out of Newcastle? Because Newcastle is a, a pretty crazy place. Like, as far as waves go, you get all sorts of different waves. Like, when did you say to yourself, I need to leave? I need to just, I needed to go discover new things at a time that was very um, uh, frontierish? Well, that's, um, that's a long story in itself, Sean. But in a nutshell, I was with um, Steve Cooney in. Uh, a few guys, um, Mitchell Ray, Glenn, down when they were um, just going over to do uh, Morning of the Earth, and at the time I was in Hawaii, and um, and then I was with uh, once again with Terry Fitz, and Terry's gone, hey Pete, you got to go to Bali, man. But I'd already known about Bali through Steve Cooney, and um, Anyways, you know, after that, I, I've just come back from Hawaii. And then then me and uh, my good friend, Tony Eldrington, were down at um, South Australia for the Australian titles. And it was so bad. It was so bad down there that we, uh, we just bailed out halfway through, drove home. And then I said, hey, let's go to Bali. Let's just get out of here. We need to get some, somewhere anyway. Okay. And then so my, me and my two, two good friends from Newey, we took off and just, just bought a ticket, just went, didn't even know where we were going. And that was in 75. And then Tony turned up a couple of weeks later, Dick Hull and um, 
and then the rest was history and the rest of it's just uh but that was how i i got out it was you know sort of a longer lot longer story than that sean obviously but um you know tell, tell, tell me a little bit about you arrive and you don't really know where you're going like what's that experience like at, at that time because you know these yeah days, well, that was awesome we took it all in um we just landed and then i ended ended up staying at um at at a legendary Balinese surface place, Katut Menda. And we ended up staying at his place right there at Kuta Reef. There was nothing around. And then, and still to this day, me and Katut Menda are absolutely best friends still. And um, he, you know, he, he, I got him into surfing big time. And, um, but that that very first time was just magical. My very first surf was Cuda Reef, and um, took us ages to find Ulu. <laughs> just driving around because there wasn't many people there at the time. In fact, there was no one, hardly. And then, um, you know, then um, yeah, I just. But that first trip out to Ulu, when we finally found it, and um, I can remember there, actually the very first day we went out, my friend actually went down and just went, he was straight out there and I'm just going, we can't surf that because it was the low tide racetrack. And um, and then I, I watched, I went, no way. And he went down, there's no one in the water. He's never been there. He's straight down, straight out. And I'm watching from up on the cliff and then I just seen him catch his first wave and I went, holy moly, how do you get out there? And then I was out there and it was just uh, pretty much all she wrote, Shawnee boy. Do you remember that first wave? Absolutely. Yeah, it was just perfect in, inside corner, just the racetrack, as we call it now. And uh, it was just, you know, I thought they were too fast looking at it when no one was riding it. But then when you get out there, it was just, it was a cakewalk, you know, it was just too easy compared to Nobby's Bank, let's put it that way. So, so the boards you brought on that trip were effective for the wave you found? Nope. They were just the boards I had. And, um, but it turns out that was pretty good. Um, Sam Egan made my, that first one I went. It was a classic seven footer, you know, thinking back on a day, but it was just a hellboard. And, um, but no, you know, I, I had no idea what would take. And I had, a, I think I took three boards. I had a seven foot, seven nine, and an eight three that I'd had from um, just a, only a few months before in Hawaii. So that was me. Were those and there was a day at the outside corner not long after that. Um, but I needed every inch of that eight three, I tell you. It was massive. Were, were these boards that you shaped? Nope. No boards that I, that Sam are you gonna shape for me. Yeah. So um I'd had shaped I'd had shaped some boards. I'd already been shaping, but I just got Sam to do it because, you know, I was a little bit rough around the edges, let's put it that way. 
when when you uh, when you departed, did, did did you gain like what? How how did you gain the knowledge to to make the thing that you needed to then do better at in the next time? Like what what were the things that were going through your mind as you were riding these waves that that other people had shaped? Um, what 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 were the particulars that brought you to say, I need to do this? I think, I don't think that part came into, you know, quite a few years after those first days, you know, you know, especially like the next year. And then the one year I was, I just, I had some boards that weren't as good as the ones I had the year before. And then I got this, got one off Jerry, well, it wasn't. I didn't actually get it off him. I just took it, <laughs> and it was it was one of those magic ones. And um, so I just used that. There was two of them, two exactly the same boards, but one was miles in front of the other. So we used to arm wrestle for it all the time. But um, yeah, but that in saying that, with the you know the boards with me just making specific boards for when I want that probably didn't come to, you know, quite a few years, you know, like from probably from 78 onwards, you know, cause I went from them boards down to, you know, surfing um, tiny little skinny boards. And then, you know, but, uh, well, you're starting to test me now, dude. Let me know if you want to pull up here. Yeah. Hey, so um, I want to I want to uh, gather the aesthetic of this water that you were in in G Land in this time period. Um, can you recall? Can you bring us into this in, into this substance? Um, what 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 describe it if you could? Um. You mean how I just, just uh, like, like, is it super blue? Um, are the winds offshore a lot? Like, ah, uh, yes, yeah. Well, G Land's just one of those places where it's, you know, during the season, it's just there's probably nowhere else in the world, pretty much. Although a lot of Indo is, but yeah, you just wake up, it's offshore every day, the water. Um, it can change, you know, it can be as blue as and clear some days and then other days it's just it's still sort of clear but it's got a you know I don't know what it is floating through there you know happens down here a lot um you know different currents change the color of the water big time um the winds how strong they are and everything will change the color of the water you know obviously clouds sunlight um all of, yeah, yeah. you know more than me. <laughs> yeah. you, you'd you been to Hawaii though. Uh, what did it a strike lot. you I've as? I've been to Hawaii a lot. Well, yeah. well, you'd been there before G-Land. What did it strike you as tamer than Hawaii or on the same level? Did Hawaii uh, hear you? Tamer. A lot tamer. Of course, it's a lot tamer. And, um, you know, it can have their moments. It can be just as as radical but it's yeah there's it's nothing like hawaii you know no no chance um but you know it's 
it's a it's a different deal, you know. It's just you know, Jilan, Padang, Ulu, um, all the Mentawis, all of those places. Everything's coming, and it's coming from a long way. But the, the, when they hit the um, the reefs, everything's a lot, you know, everything's a lot lined up. There's no wild water moving most of the time, you know. I mean, you can get it. I mean, Geeland does get pretty wild with the extreme tides, and um, and Uluwatu for that matter. <clears throat> but um, you know, that's about the only time when there's a big swell and the big tides can make some serious hideous currents to deal with. Was there any surf culture there when you arrived, or was it? No. <coughs> no, no, not in Geeland. No, no. Uh, and even in Bali, there wasn't. It was starting, though. Yeah, absolutely starting. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of hippies, a lot of guys. They're all on the trail surfing. But it was definitely, you know, Steve Cooney and Wayne Lynch and um, all those guys that uh, Jerry, you know, Jerry, they went down the, in that um, middle 70s, you know. But um, definitely Steve Cooney was, um, in my mind, was the one that kicked it all off for Indo, absolutely. And the guy was rip, just ripping, you know. He was just an amazing surfer. And just, you know, just being out there by himself, just, yeah, I can't say enough about Steve Cooney, I have to tell you. So what, what is it about Steve that got him to, to do what he was doing, as you, as you say? You know, you can't say enough about him. Um, well, he's just an amazing surfer at the time. We were just kids. I remember when he was, said he was going over there and then, we had to go and get, I had to go and get me mum's atlas because she said, hey, I'm going to Bali. I went, shit, where the hell is that? And then, so I go home, hey, mum, get me my atlas. We're looking for Bali. We can't find it anywhere. There's no Bali on the atlas because it's Indonesia. We had to be looking for Indonesia. It took me a while to figure that out too. So you, you, you uh, yeah, but Steve was, you know, he, he was this amazing surfer. And then when they did uh, Morning of the Earth, you know, you, you only got to go and watch that, and then you'll you'll understand what I'm saying. I I do, and uh, we'll we'll put a, a link in the, in the description below for sure. Um, you know, this whole thing is really all about educating the youth, stoking them out. In this time, um, kids have everything at their fingertips. You know, they can go to Indonesia on their phone. Back then, you had to look in, a, in an atlas made of paper. You had no idea where it was. There was no Google Earth. Um, but this speaks to something uh, that we all know, and, and that's the stoke. And the stoke is what's get, what gets you out there. It what, what gets you going. Um, can, can you say a little bit about, about that then and how that's carried you through your life to this day? I mean, this morning, we were texting at 4 a.m. You were up. You were checking it. Like, like when I visited you 20 years ago, you were on the beach checking it at dawn. Like, what is it about this stoke in the water that just drives the, the insides of you? Well, I'm not doing it as much as I was 
20 or 30 years ago because I can just, I'm like the kids now. I just look up, get on my phone and check it out. But, um, you know, but it's still there. There's nothing like going down and checking it out yourself. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot different. You can look at it on the, on the phone and check every cam in the whole East Coast. But um, it's all good when you, uh, you know, get down, check it out by your own eyes and go, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll go here, you know, because you look at something, oh, yeah, let's go over here. Yeah, but it, it's still good, you know. It's nothing like getting up and cruising down at gentlemen's hours and the surf's right there, you know, this far down the line, bro. <laughs> epic, epic. Um my um how 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 do you see where where the surfing world has uh, come from um and, and gone um as a person who's been living it from from the infancy to to this this time today where you know magazines are, are gone they're obsolete um but the artist still survives the artist still lives um what 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 is your perspective on the world right now um, I don't know. All I know is you just got to keep paddling and, um, you know, every, you know, it's changed so much. You know what? I, I go down the beach and there's, you know, there's heaps of kids everywhere and they're just as stoked as I was 50 years ago, you know, and they don't know any different. They, you know, if there's not 50 guys out in the water, they think it's no good you know and um you know but they're, they're just as stoked i mean it, it's, yeah absolutely just as stoked I, I get kids coming all the time i gotta do a couple of little boards for kids and um yeah yeah it's it's, it's just something about surfing that uh that's never gonna change you know and uh, i mean it'll be just the same as you from when you you'd have to remember your first wave 100 um you know, and that's that's probably every surfer in the whole goddamn world. Yeah, you know that they could, you know, and it's, you know, as through the generations, and you can just see, I just see so many dads with their kids now, and their kids are just like, you know, just going mental. And but and there's so many women and 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 girls surfing these days too, you know, and they're surfing amazing. The girls. You know, so it's really that that's changed a lot since when when we started. There was there were some some girls surfers, but not not a whole lot. Not like now. They're everywhere. They're awesome. Absolutely. I have a 10 year old girl. Got her out there as soon as you know she, she could. And uh, yeah, you got to got to get the kids out there, basically. Um, I want to I want to kind of shift gears from the sculptures that you make, as in surfboards, to the the painting that you do on your surfboards and your uh, your your print and your your paintings are very are unique. Um, the I, I'd like to know how you got that inspiration. Was it from your your time in in Bali? Um, where 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 does that come from? You mean the camo ones? Yes, sir. The, the, yeah. Well, that comes from Jerry. 
um, he was he, he was in um, I think he was in Spain, and um, he he sent me a letter because we'd just been in G-Land and then he wanted some boards and he said yeah he asked me to build him two boards to go for for G-Land we were going to meet up but while he was over in Spain filming um for Conan when they were doing downtime he 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 was making all these model airplanes and um painting them in camo so he sends me this stuff he goes Petey, I want you to do the boards in camo. I want this. And I went, what do you mean? You mean you want like, you know, the Western front, no Russian winter or what? What the go? And um, he just said, well, I don't know. Just do it. I want them camo. And um, so anyway, I did. He's still got those two boards, by the way. And, um, but the thing was, we, we did them. I'm not thinking of my boards at the time were clear or they had some colors on them. But then when I realized we we're doing these like eight, 10 hour days surfing nonstop and we we're getting so sunburnt. But then when we got the camo boards, we realized we there was no glare. We weren't getting the, even our faces weren't getting burnt and our eyes particularly weren't getting burnt. And then I went, and then, then we'd go from the, then you know maybe the swell come up and I had to go and use me seven footer which was clear and I go out even though we had you know didn't have a lot a whole lot of sunscreen but then you just get nuked by the glare from the from the from the surfboard from the water everything all the glare really and we noticed that it was just it just stopped almost instantly. So we, we went, wow, we, we put it together, you know, we figured it out that, you know, just basically any colors probably would, you know, any sort of colors would have done it, but we just ran with the camo to stop the glare and sure as hell did work. And that's where that come from and stuck with it and been doing it for ever since I've got to do this one I'm leaning on now, it's got to be that exact same stuff. I mean, I, well, there it is, Shawnee, in a nutshell. Dude, I'm, I'm Peter. I'm blown away. I didn't know the utility was as such, and uh, yeah, it's, and it's so iconic to your work. Um, I actually picked up, you know, I've the the boards I was lucky enough to get from you are camo, and then I was in a surf shop, Surf City Surf Shop, a local place here, and they had um, a Lopez with the camo on it, and I'm gonna show it to you real quick and. Do you know anything about this one? Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But that's not one of double D's ones, is it? Uh, no, no, I had nothing to do with double D. I just saw it and I, I was like, I, I have to have that because I, I, you know, I have the camos from you and I know you and Lopez are, are boys. And I thought, you know, that is, uh, that's something. Mm. Yeah, JL did heaps of them like that. Yeah. But um, anyway. 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 But Peter, um, I, I, I know you're super busy and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up, but I have, I have two yeah. kind of like macro deep questions for you. Um, 
Yeah, I told you no deep. <laughs> no deep. All right. Um, first, what, what kind of advice would you give to, uh, you know, young kids who might want to get into surfboard shaping in these times? Um, you spoke earlier. There's there's boards that are being made by machines. Uh, there's there's sculptures that you're making. Um, what how how does a young person or a person navigate this space um, in this time? Um, that's going to be really hard for for young guys coming up now to do that. You know what? You know, shaping with that. You, to do it, to do it commercially, I, I don't know. Um, right now, I'd just say, go and do something else. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's so hard to get into it. I'm just fortunate that I've been doing it for forever. I, I've never done anything else. So, um, you know, that's, but, and for me, I, yeah, yeah, everything's changed so much, Sean. I, I, I really can't um, give anyone any advice on that. People know right away, you know, when they, when they, how they're gonna do it. Some people, you know, because making a surfboard's not real easy. You know, it may look easy, but it sure as hell isn't. And um, and uh, and a lot of kids these days just don't have the patience they just want to be able to do it right then and and it takes years it, not just shaping the board you can get that off a machine but just to know where you're going to put your fins just to know how to glass it how to sand it how to you know get everything going you know there's such a lot to it that a lot of people are just starting to realize that these you know now after all these years but still you know until they actually done it. That's why we, it's really hard now to find anybody to, to do anything, you know, kids just not there, you know, and to make a living out of it right now, the, the, the training, because they, you know, that's why they're just, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I can't really give anybody any advice on that one right now, Shawnee. Yeah. But they they know you know they know if they're going to be able to do it you know or, or not but it's um it's hard let me tell you hard hard it's work a lot of hard work and yeah you're just doing it because you love it and it's the lifestyle and you know you know you that's basically it now my, my last question to you um, what is the meaning of life according to Peter McCabe? Is that a question? It, it, it's, it's whatever you wanted to make it. Ah, sure. You know, this far down the line, I'm just still happy to be standing here, standing in the shaping room, messing around boards. Um, you know, I figured it out. Don't need a whole lot of stuff these days. So, uh, yeah, for me, this is it's just been a, it's been like the blink of an eye, I have to tell you. So, um, but still here, and that's hopefully I'll still be 
been in here in a few more years. And um, it's been great talking with you. And we'll have to do this again. Uh, Peter, the, the honor has been mine. And let me tell you, you, you look the same that, that I that I remember you 20 years ago. So you're doing something right. And um, and you're, yes. you're a true li living legend. And it's, it's, it's been, uh, been amazing to, to hear your perspective. So thank you very much for joining us today. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Shawnee. And um, thanks for having me and going through all to get me organized. It's a, that's a, you've done real well to get me. <laughs> I, I was looking back at the, at the text and we started in May of last year. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to press them too much, but I'm, I'm not going to give up. Yeah, 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 don't worry. That's just that's the story of my life. Yeah. But it works out in the end. Epic, epic. Well, uh, well, 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 that's a wrap. And uh, okay, hey, um, before I let you go, um, is, is Dwayne um, still with, with you? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Dwayne's, Dwayne's around. I was with him on the weekend. All right, all right. Yeah. I'll tell him that you. Yeah, uh, I said hello. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Is he still lifeguarding? No, 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 no. He's he's working on the wharfs. He's making a few boards, and um, yeah, he's in love. And <laughs> yeah, he's going good. Good, good. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell him for sure. Yeah, fond memories of Dwayne, and you know, hanging out with you guys yeah. at, at the at the at the Shaping Bay. And um, you know, my time in Newcastle was uh, was fundamental. Yeah, you'd have that. But um, yeah, Peter. Oh, one more thing. Um, how's that truck? That truck, that van truck you have is. is yeah. Yeah, I'll send you some more photos. That's awesome. Yeah. I just picked it up. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be just driving around, going surfing, and um, yeah, up and down the coast. Yeah. It's not up. fitted out in the back yet, but I'm about to. It's not a new one, it's old. Oh, yeah, 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 no. Yeah, but it's it's perfect, it's just perfect. Camo print, wood, yeah, yeah dude, legendary. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Yeah. I, I, I just took that as I was getting into it when I was leaving this morning at eight o'clock. Yeah. And then I got, that's when we got caught up in all the rain and shit. But anyway, I thought, yeah, I'll send him this. Beautiful, oh man. So good. <laughs> okay, bro. I got to fly. All right, Peter. Thank you again. Um, we'll, we'll be in touch. Okay, mate. Thanks, See buddy. Ya. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye, kids. Bye.